You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato, here with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Ed Matthews, who is the founder and president of Clark Street Capital. And Clark Street Capital is a real estate developer and sponsor of long-term, high-yielding, cash-flowing, multifamily real estate projects. He's been a real estate investor since 2010. He Before that, he was working for some pretty interesting Silicon Valley startups and bought his first rental property in 2010 and got into property management. But in 2018, he left the corporate rat race and now invests in rental properties, you know, multifamily properties and, and different flips within Connecticut, Vermont, Rhode Island. And now he's looking at some deals in the Carolinas. And he's also a partner in Ella Vista, which is a property management company based out of Vermont. So um, he runs a podcast as well, which he will get into, um, but really happy to have him on his show to explain how he got started and, and how he is where he is today. Yeah, so thanks, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. It's good to see you, man. How are you? Great. Thank you. Good. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I spent about 24, almost 25 years being a Silicon Valley geek, right? And, uh, you know, I my coding days were way, way behind me. I was more... Uh, sales, marketing, and operations guy. And then I had the opportunity to run um, a, com- a couple of companies. And so that was fun. And, uh, you know, the, the the thing that brought me to real estate investing was, uh, I mean, first off, it was me reading um, Robert Kiyosaki's uh, book, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I think that's a fairly common thread with a lot of your, you know, a lot of your audience and probably a lot of your guests. Um and, uh, you know, I'd always been passionate about real estate. Uh, when I was a little kid, I wanted to build houses. And, um, you know, the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge was uh, I was traveling, you know, 150, almost 200 nights a year. And so I have uh, two daughters who I adore, and I was missing a lot of their time. And uh, a wife who I adore, and turns out she still likes me a lot, too. And, uh, and so, you know, we're, I was missing a lot of good stuff. And so the real estate, uh, was a way for me to kind of break out. And so, you know, I'd love to tell you, I had, you know, I had this, uh, 10 point plan and I was executing the plan, but really it was, uh, I bought a four family and I can tell you that story later if you want. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I raised capital through, uh, flipping. Uh, so we'd flip a couple of houses. I, I, you know, get a bunch of uh, pile of money and I'd go buy another multi and rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And we did that for about seven years until the portfolio uh, threw off enough cash to overcome the salary that I was getting. And so then I, you know, had the talk with the boss and said, you know, I'm giving you 30 days notice and I'm out of here. And so February of 18, uh, I I started doing this full time in earnest. Excellent. So so what are you doing now? So you have your Connecticut, Vermont, Rhode Island. What do you have going on? So our portfolio is actually going through a bit of a transition. So we sold off most of Vermont, uh, mainly because uh, we bought at the right time. We bought in 2019 and everything skyrocketed there. And so we took, you know, me and my partner decided to take the win and and sell off. He's keeping a few of them, but 
uh, I valued the cash more. And, and so he's, uh, he's going to run those two properties and use his part of the winnings to, to go build his portfolio. And I'm, I'm going to pour my money into the Carolinas and, uh, and, you know, continue to, to hunt for, um, beat up apartment buildings and buy them from landlords who, uh, are struggling at their jobs. Yeah. And so how large was that portfolio? Um, so it's over a hundred units. Okay. Yeah. Great. And you mentioned you, you raised capital before, or was that just the two of you that had that one property? Uh, yes and yes. So I was using flipping to drive capital, um, originally. And then, you know, as I left, uh, Silicon Valley, you know, all my colleagues and buddies were, you know, basically saying, Hey, we want to invest. And I said, yeah, right now that business is more of a side hustle than an actual business. And so I, you know, I'm a systems person, right? So I, I think in checklists and process and procedures and and all that. And I said, you know, let me go break stuff and let me um, build a business that can survive without me. Uh, at which point then, you know, once I'm there, then I'll start raising capital from other people. And so uh, it took me, you know, pro- better part of 18 months to kind of get it to the point where if I took a day off, everything still happened the way it should. Right. And um, and so then we did friends and family uh, and, you know, took down a, a handful of uh, probably a half a dozen deals or so. Uh, and then uh, over the course of the last, I'd say probably eight to 10 months, we've 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 syndicated one uh, one property and uh, we are now. um Probably by the time this this uh, podcast is live, we'll have announced a, a private equity debt fund. So, um, you know, slow but sure. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a rush to to set the world on fire. I'd I'd rather you know hit hit doubles than swing for the fences all the time. So, um, you know, that's kind of the business we're in. Yeah, and so the like the debt fund and some of the other deals you're doing now is are you the main sponsor or do you still yes. have your partner? Okay. Uh, no, my partner's involved. Um, he's yeah. actually a very close friend of mine. But uh, oh, the um, but in terms of the uh, the actual um, syndication and and debt fund, it's uh, you get to meet me. My it's my face on the on the project. Got it. So a debt fund is interesting. Can you talk about that? Not a lot of guests talk. You know, have a debt fund or. Yeah. So, so there's kind of two things that, that we, that I and and my partner see in the marketplace. And that is, um, you know, first and foremost, there are, there's a dearth of uh, private capital, you know, that is lending right now. Right. I mean, the the folks have tightened up quite a bit and I see, we see uh, the fact that, you know, Moody's had a, um, they do their annual, Outlook, and you know, one of the one of the key points that the economists made was that twenty three percent of the uh, loans that are you know uh, adjustable and need to be repriced this year won't be refinanced because the rates have gone up. You know, what five and a half bips um, or five hundred five hundred fifty bips, and so the um, you know the fact is is that there are a lot of buildings out there that are uh, kind of dead man walking. Right, they may or may not understand that um, that they won't cash flow at eight percent when they had an initial loan at you know three and a half or four percent, um, and so part of it is uh, looking at those as uh, acquisition opportunities, um, and then the other part of it is that I'm passionate about you know it's one of the reasons you mentioned my podcast. The reason I I do the podcast is 
uh, you know, I, I love mentoring and coaching and, you know, that's how we use our podcast. And, um, you know, part of that is helping fund, uh, some of the, you know, less experienced, uh, you know, they probably have three or four, maybe five deals under their belt, but they're not, you know, they haven't been doing what, you know, guys like you and me have been doing. Um, and so I, you know, we're going to use it to, uh, to fund those smaller projects as well. That's, that, that's awesome. So that's a little bit, a little bit different, but you know, you're trying to take advantage of some opportunities that are are yeah. here and or coming up. And like you said, it's it's here, right. but they don't they don't know it yet. So uh, some do, some don't. Some do, some do. They know, but they're just in denial, and they that's uh, a little bit of time. That is that is likely as well. Um, interesting. Okay, so so basically, you read Rich Dad Poor Dad. You were in the Silicon Valley. You were in the tech space. Yeah, and you yeah. just didn't want to be working twenty four seven and uh, found this as a way to free up your time, create yeah, some I mean, more passive income. But now it's, it's almost like you're back to being very active, but that's okay. As long as you're not traveling half the year. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like today's an excellent example. My, my daughter, my oldest daughter's home from college and I'm probably going to end up having lunch with her today. And my youngest daughter's a freshman in high school and uh, she's a softball, you know, she plays softball for, for her school. And, uh, at four o'clock, I'll be sitting on, on the third base side of that field, watching her play. And, nice. uh, you know, and as a, you know, from a corporate job perspective, there's really no way I could have done that. Um, a, because I was so darn busy, uh, and B, because it was a pretty good chance I was somewhere else, right? I was either in Europe or somewhere out in the West or Midwest. And so, you know, that what it what it gave me was that freedom to be able to be present for my for my girls. And uh, quite frankly, my stress level is way lower than it used to be. And, um, you know, a big part of that is because uh, I control my schedule and and I've got the, you know, the freedom to to be able to the, the time freedom to be able to do uh, what I want when I want. Yeah, that's excellent. And so you mentioned your podcast a little bit, which is Real Estate Underground. Um, I've personally listened to a few. It's a fantastic podcast. So you're the one. Okay, cool. And (laughs) and, um, now you mentioned mentoring and and funding um, some newer newer sponsors or? Yeah, so so when I first went full-time, um, I jumped in with a handful of other partners and we we bought the local real estate investor association. And mm-hmm. so we got into coaching and I was mentoring. I really wasn't one of the the coaches, but I certainly was one of the people that would throw an arm around somebody and go, okay, how can I help you? Right. And um, you know, I I gained this reputation purposefully uh as being a cheap date. And you know, what I would say is, hey, look, you know, for the for you know the price of a cup of coffee, I'll sit down with you and um, give me a call. Here's my number. Here's my email. Call me and uh, I'll meet you at Dunkin' or somewhere else or Starbucks or whatever. And, you know, in the half an hour we're together, uh, I'll tell you, I'll answer every question and I'll tell you everything I know about the subject you want to talk about. Um, and in most cases, I'll buy the coffee. So it's uh, so a bunch of people took me up on that. And mm-hmm. so there's a couple dozen people that I have, you know, kind of circling my world right now. And, and, you know, I get a phone call or a text of, you know, Hey, I've got a question for you. No problem. I'm happy to help. And so uh, when I left the RIA to focus exclusively on Clark street, um, I kind of lost that, that Avenue. And so we started the podcast, quite frankly, to scratch that itch. 
Um, so we, we interview, uh, you know, experienced, uh, mostly experienced, but occasionally we bring in, you know, folks that are, that are brand new, you know, look, they're on their third deal and eyes wide open and running hard. And, you know, the idea being that, um, I want to help our audience create belief, right. And, you know, that it's not only is it possible to do this, cause I certainly didn't start on third base. I mean, I was broke. I was a half a million dollars in debt when I started this. And back in 2010 and the, um, and, uh, you know, so to create belief and then, you know, show people the, the process and the systems and the things you've got to do, you know, the basic blocking and tackling type stuff, uh, so that they can, if they really want to do this, they can get into this business. Um, because, you know, the thing is, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard this, Anthony, you know, when you talk to, other folks that are, you know, they stop you at the grocery store and was like, Hey, I, I wish I could get into your business. I, you know, and you know, my question to them is always, well, what's stopping you? Right. And typically it's one of three things that boil down to one thing. And the three things are, uh, man, I just don't have enough money. Okay. Um, or I don't have, I don't know where to find the deals. Right. Um, and then the last one is always, I don't have time. I work 60 hours a week. I've got a family, I've got this, I've got that. And, and, um, you know, when you ask that next layer, when I ask that next layer of questions, um, it usually boils down to, I'm afraid in some, at some level. Right. And so, you know, we use the podcast to kind of hopefully break down that fear factor, um, and show people everyday people that are out here doing it. You know, this is how this person raises money. This is how this person finds deals. Here's how I do it. Here's how, you know, other people do it in the business. And so, you know, the goal is to, whether you're a grizzled veteran like us, or, you know, you're a newbie um, or someone who's a dreamer, who I, you know, would love to get into this business. You know, the idea is that I want to, uh, I want to use the podcast to um, create a situation so that they know that it, the only thing you have to do is decide to act. That's it. Sure. And, and you mentioned your big systems guy, you know, yeah. big, on you know your partner in property management company can you you know it's a little bit we have an in-house dm as well and it's definitely been very helpful at least when we're um, operating our properties and right. trying to execute a business plan uh, as right. quick as you can right. can you talk about why you like or how did that happen that partnership with uh you know the property management company ella vista like how did that yeah. happen? And then, you know, are you planning to grow that part of the business or you only sure. operate the prop property manage the properties you own? How does we that only, work? yeah, we, we only manage properties we own at the moment. Um, state of Connecticut, you have to be a broker to be able to uh, run a property management company. I'm not a broker in mm -hmm. Vermont and elsewhere. It's not necessary. So mm -hmm. that's why we started it up there. Um, mm -hmm. So the, a lot of the buildings we buy are, you know, C minus in a C, C plus B minus area. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, our job when we acquire a building, um, a lot of these buildings are pretty banged up and the relationships with the residents are pretty bad. And so, you know, our job is to go in, um, start to repair that relationship. And the way we do that is uh, we immediately make the buildings clean and safe. Um, and then we upgrade all the common areas. Uh, and so that, and, you know, obviously in a lot of cases, I'm door knocking personally to introduce myself and, and help them understand that, um, you know, the property, the, the Clark street way, 
uh, is, is to, you know, be super responsive. We want them to stay for as long as they want. Um, and, and the reason being is that, you know, first off, I, I like sleeping at night, right. I like knowing that we're doing the right thing. And, and then when I'm going to sleep, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm doing the right thing and taking care of the folks that live in our buildings. But the other part of it is it's good business, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the fact is, is that um, I think the average tenancy in the state of Connecticut is like 16, maybe 17 months, mm-hmm. um, which means they're, they're, you know, most, most residents are moving every year and a half, which is brutal. Um, you know, in ours, we measure this every quarter. Um, you know, our, our residents tend to stay for just over three and a half years. And so uh, what that does is one, it creates community, right? Um, but, you know, from a business perspective, it also is, it helps with our bottom line because we don't have to, you know, rehab those, uh, update those um, units, you know, every other year. Um, we also don't have to lease up those units every other year. And both those things are super expensive. So the fact that we're able to defer those things, you know, those acts activities for a couple of three years um, you know, just makes us more profitable than the building next door that looks just like ours. Right. And so, uh, you know, that is a huge part of our, our business. And so the way we accomplish that is through very clear process, um, and, uh, and, and technology systems, right. And we use a, a technology platform that, uh, is also a tier one help desk. So, uh, you know, the folks that work for the platform, um, if it's okay, I can mention it or. Yeah. Yeah. So we use Hemlane, which I love. Um, it's a relatively new solution. Uh, and so they, the, what, what attracted me to it, it was that they have us based 24 um, seven uh, uh, support resident support folks. Um, so that if there's ever a problem, um, you know, obviously blood, flood or fire, I get a phone call, right? Emergencies. But other than that, you know, if if there's a, a light out or, you know, something needs to be repaired or whatever, they can, you know, our residents can submit an order. Uh, the, you know, the folks at Hemlane will triage it and usually solve half to 75% of them. And then the rest of them get, get uh, pushed over to our team. And, you know, our handymans, our handymen will go out, diagnose, and if they can fix it, they fix it. If they can't, they call in the plumber, electrician, HVAC, or whoever needs to come on, come in to, uh, to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and that works really well for us. And then it, uh, the other reason that process is so important is our support staff. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in virtual assistance. And so our property management team lives in the Philippines. And so, uh, you know, the fact that we're now coordinating over, a, you know, 8,000 miles, um, that's a, that's a big, uh, uh, you know, the, there's time zone challenges as well as, um, you know, just ge- geographical challenges, but, you know, Marshall McLuhan had it right. You know, the global village is getting smaller as we, uh, as we advance technology. And so we're able to leverage Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Hemlane to uh, basically serve our residents so that they are happy and proud of where they live and and uh, stay a whole lot longer than most people. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, personally, I haven't used Hemlane, but I will I will definitely be be checking it out um, as we wind down the show today. And you know, we're sure. a little short on time for today, but that was a lot of great, really awesome story, great experiences. And kind of looking forward to seeing what you're doing with the debt fund in the future yeah. and also, you know, on your opportunities in 
you mentioned the Carolinas and some other states yeah. as well. So definitely looking forward to staying in touch that way. And for That's my it. audience to reach out to you to learn more about you and Clark Street, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, so uh, to reach out, um, the the best way is uh, catch us on social media. So we're Clark Street Capital on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, you can also hit us on our website at clarkst.com. Uh, or you can listen to our podcast, which is the Real Estate Underground. Uh, and the quick link there is uh, uh, reupod.com. Reupod.com. Great. Well, that link will be in the show notes uh, for our social on our social media and as well as on iTunes in the description. So if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please also give us a rating and review on iTunes. It'll help Ed and my message get out to just a bigger audience. It's just the yeah. way the algorithm works. So we really appreciate that. And thanks again so much, Ed, for your time and look forward to staying in touch. Uh, absolutely. Good to see you, Anthony. Thank you.